It's been nearly two years since I did the episode on subdomains. It's amazing how time flies. Uh, but in Rails 3, we have some added support for subdomains. So let's check it out. I'll be working with the same example application that I did in that screencast episode, uh, and that is a blogging application which manages multiple blogs. As you can see here, I have a blog index page here which lists all of the blogs in this application. I have personal and company right now, and each one has its own set of articles that are associated to that blog. And notice that when I edit a given blog, it has a subdomain attribute already, and I want to use this attribute as the subdomain in the URL for my application. Now the first thing I need to set up is some way to manage the subdomains in development mode here because right now the URL just has localhost port 3000 and I want some way to specify and be able to detect subdomains in the URL. Now previously I showed you how to do this by editing the hosts file. Uh, you just add a line in here for each domain name that you want to point to your local host. So in that other subdomain episode, I just added personal.blog.local and company.blog.local for each of the blogs so that we can have some uh, testing data in the development mode. But ideally, we would like to have some kind of wildcard character so any blog that we add can work in development and we don't have to constantly manage this host file. But unfortunately, wildcard characters aren't allowed inside of here, so we have to find some other solution. I really like the solution presented by Tim Pope on his blog, and what he did is created a public domain name and just pointed it to localhost. So this means that you can use his creatively named smackahost domain name with any subdomain, and it will just work uh, instead of using the localhost in your URL. And also one of the commenters created an alternative name, domain name called LVHME, which is more concise and a bit more generic, so I'll be using this here. So this means we can go back into our Rails application, just replace localhost in the URL with LVHME, still going to port 3000, and we get the exact same page and the exact same behavior because LVHME resolves to our localhost. But now we can prepend any subdomain to this, and it will still point to our same Rails application. So all we have to do is configure our routes so that the personal subdomain will go to the personal blog show action. So here's that routes file for our Rails 3 application. And right now it just has a few resources and this root route option. And you, as you can see, the root goes to the blog's index action. And we want that to be the case, but only if no subdomain is specified. So we need to add a line here so that our root route is something different. So let's go to the blog's show action for only if a subdomain is specified. And in Rails 3, we can do this by adding a constraint. So we can add a constraints hash here. And before, this would require the use of a plugin like subdomain foo, but here it's built into Rails 3, so we can just call subdomain on this and then point it to either a static string or use a regular expression like this. So that will match any subdomain. And that way, if we do specify a subdomain, it will go to that blog's show action. And by the way, the uh, index action, it's important that the root route be below the subdomain route, otherwise that the root one will always catch everything and it won't ever get to the subdomain option. Um, so basically, just keep this rule of thumb in mind when you're working with routes. If the more specific the route, the higher up it should be in the list. So now when we reload this page with the personal subdomain, we get an error, but that's expected because we are now on the controller's show action, and it's just saying that we have no ID specified in the URL, which 
we don't. So to fix this, all we have to do is go into our blogs controller and tweak that show action so that we're fetching our blog by the subdomain instead of the ID parameter. And to pass uh, the subdomain in here, we just call request.subdomain, and in Rails 3, that will return the current subdomain. Pretty easy. Now just a quick reload here, and we're magically working again with uh, using the subdomain instead of an ID in the URL. And if we try removing that subdomain, we should get our index action, and we do, so our routes are properly working. But not everything is peachy keen. We do have one problem here with our routes, and that is the www subdomain tries to find a blog with that subdomain. So really, ideally, the www should not be considered part of a subdomain. Going back to our routes file, we could try to get fancy with our regular expression here in the subdomain constraint, but I, I'd rather do this through Ruby code uh, so we can add as much logic as we want to and organize it however we want. And that actually is possible in Rails 3 by using a class and just moving all the constraint code into there. And to do that, all you have to do is use the constraints method inside the route and then pass in a class in here. You could pass in the same constraint options in here as well if you want to, but let's make a class called subdomain and then we'll just move this matching option into there. And that way we can handle the constraints inside the separate subdomain class. So I'll add this custom class into our lib directory here. I'll make a new file called subdomain.rb. So we'll just define a class in here called subdomain and the routes expect us to define a class method called matches, and that has to end with a question mark, and it passes in the request object. And this request object is the same request object that you have access to in the controllers and views. Uh, so you can use the same method calls on those. And really you just need to return true or false in this method on whether or not the given route matches that request. Uh, so what we want to do is return true when the given request has a subdomain. So we just need to make sure that our request uh, subdomain is present. And by the way, this present method is defined on all objects in Rails uh, and it just is opposite of blank. So as long as it's not nil or a blank string, and uh, we want to make sure that our request subdomain is not www. And then it should be considered a subdomain and we can um, match the blog's show action uh, route. We could try this out by reloading our page with that triple W subdomain, and now it's magically working, pointing us to that index action. And now we just need to fix these links so that it properly includes the subdomain in the URL and doesn't go to that old show action, which currently is going to error out. So if you check out the template for that index action, you can see right here, we're just defining the link to that given blog, and we're just passing the blog model in there, which will go to the show action for that blog but instead we want to go to a root URL and just pass in a new subdomain. So it might be something like this, root URL, and it would be nice if we could pass in a subdomain option here, like we did back in episode 123 with subdomain foo, but unfortunately that isn't included in Rails 3, so we're going to have to create our entire host name from scratch and just prepend the subdomain inside of there. And it goes something like this. Uh, we want to start our host with uh, the subdomain, which is the blog subdomain attribute, and then follow that with a period, and then follow that with our actual domain name, which is going to be under request.domain, and then we just need to finish it off with our port string, so request.port string, 
and that will just append the colon 3000 if it's needed. So now if we reload our blogs index action here, we can see that the links have now been changed, so it properly points to the subdomain URL uh, without pointing to the old show action. So everything is working really well, but it would be nice if changing our subdomain was a little cleaner, especially if you need to do it a lot. Uh, so I recommend moving this into a separate helper method. Uh, let's just call it with subdomain. And then you just pass the subdomain you want to append to the host. In this case, it's the blog.subdomain. And uh, so we'll just need to make that method. Now I prefer to put URL related helper methods inside their own module. So let's make a new module here called uh, URL helper. And so what I want to do here is just create that module and then define a method in here called with subdomain, which takes that subdomain argument and then just returns a host with that subdomain. And uh, the logic in here is actually going to be a little bit more complex than I had in the view, so I'll just paste in the code in here. And basically what this is doing is just handling the case of the subdomain being passed in here being either nil or false, and if that's the case, it's just going to return the domain without any subdomain. So it's a great way to um, override a subdomain and just go back to the root domain. Now finally, I want to include that module into our application controller as well. So I'll just call include a URL helper. And this way, the controllers will all have access to these methods as well, since they are URL related and controllers need to work with URLs. We could try this out by reloading our page, going to our blog, and the URLs still work properly. Now, even though this did clean up the view quite a bit by moving it into a method, it would still be really nice, especially if you are doing a lot with subdomains, uh, if we did support the subdomain option inside of our URLs. And we could just pass this in directly like this. And this actually is possible by overriding the URL for method. And we can do this inside that URL helper module we created. Um, I'll just paste in the code here to override this URL for method. And basically all we're doing is just checking if the options hash contains the subdomain. And if it does, we'll just run it through the with subdomain method we have up here, and then set our host with that result. And then finally just call super so we're passing up the behavior up the chain so the, the rest of the URL is generated properly. Now notice there's no need for alias method chain here, uh, just calling super works great. We can give this a try by reloading our page here, and the links still work with our new subdomain option in our URL. Now finally, I just want to add a little link here at the bottom to go back to our blog's index action by removing that uh, subdomain. And we could do this real quick here at the bottom of our show action template. We'll just add a link to uh, say all blogs and then just go to our root URL where our subdomain is false. We could try that out. Reload our blog page here. I have a link to all blogs, which just removes our subdomain. So that's working great. Now, one thing I haven't addressed yet is what if we need to change the size of our top level domain? Currently, it's just one, which is .me, and that is the default for Rails 3. It's just going to default to one, so everything's working fine here. But what if in production we have .co.uk, and that we need the size of two, and so we'll need to configure Rails to handle that properly. If this is the case for you, then you'll need to pass in the size of the top-level domain whenever requesting the domain or subdomain from the request object. So here in the US subdomain uh, helper method, you could just pass in two if your production site is .co.uk. Um, you'll need to make this dynamic though, so that in development it stays at one or whatever development is. Uh, 
to make this dynamic, I recommend just putting it into some kind of external configuration file, which just loads the proper environment uh, correctly. So you'll need to change this for the domain method requests and the subdomain uh, method calls. So you need to pass in two for these as well. And that way it'll change the top level domain and properly handle the uh, subdomain extraction. Now one more thing before I go, and that is if you take a look at your cookies, you'll probably notice that a separate session is stored for each subdomain. And you probably don't want that because this way the sessions won't be shared across subdomains. If you want them to be shared, you'll have to change the domain configuration settings. Now I did cover a solution for this back in episode 123, but in Rails 3 there's a better way to do this. And that is to go to your sessionstore.rb file inside the config initializers directory and to append the domain option and just set all for this. However, this won't work yet because, well, as of this recording, I'm using Rails 3 beta 4 and this has been added after that release. So you'll have to run Edge Rails or probably the release candidate when that's released in order to get this functionality to work. But anyway, that's a way you can set it so that the domains are shared, um, the sessions are shared across all subdomains. And also, this assumes that you have the um, TLD size or top-level domain size of one. Uh, if you don't, then you can just specify any domain name here, and that'll be used um, as the domain for the session. So that's how you specify the session domain. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm really excited that we no longer need a use of a separate plugin in order to get subdomains fully working in Rails 3, and uh, I hope you found this useful.